0: And welcome to River Talk, where we sit down with some of the Rivertown area's most interesting and notable people. My guest today is the CEO of the Croton-based Planet Wild, Ms. Amanda Bailey. Miss Bailey, thank you for joining me.
1: Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here on this River Journal podcast
0: awesome well first off why don't you tell me a little bit about your organization
1: sure so Planet Wild is a sustainable land management company we launched in 2018 and we provide rewilding services throughout Westchester County so this includes our membership program which is electric powered mowing and yard care where we provide every other week mowing of your yard we provide a spring refresh which is reusing your leaves on site as organic mulch we actually Instead of a fall cleanup, as traditional landscapers provide, we provide a leave the leaves leaf management, where we mulch mow leaves that fall in lawn areas, where we keep the leaves as is in the winter and the fall, because that's very important habitat for overwintering species. We have a few other amazing benefits of the membership program, but it's all about sustainability and caring for your land and planting native and planting plants that are of this food web that will support a food web that will support a wide diversity of species like caterpillars and butterflies and insects and birds we want to help you plant pollinator pathways we want to help you reduce your lawn and, and replant with a lawn, a native lawn alternative like clover and ecograss. We want to work with you to create the most benefit out of your yard space that we can.
0: Yeah, you know, there are many people that find that lawns are kind of a waste of resources, having just this giant patch of grass in front of your house. And you talk about rewilding these spaces. Could you go a little bit more into that? Let's say I had a big blank lawn. What would rewilding that space look like?
1: Okay, so rewilding, we're looking about what is the natural heritage of Westchester County? What plants have grown here and do really well in this area because they've evolved by evolution. They've evolved to this exact local climate. So when we're rewilding, we're restoring what was here before development as well as adding in friendlies, plants that will provide habitat. Habitat in the form of canopy for shading, but also leaves that insects and caterpillars eat. Habitat in the form of the roots that absorb all of the water so when we're talking about rewilding we are planting native and planting habitats that provide a whole set of ecosystem services when we look at a lawn area it's this flat monoculture of just a mode turf grass and we totally understand that if you have a toddler you know you want to have picnics it's fine to have a lawn area but we want to help you reduce. The size of it and expand your biodiversity by replacing some of that lawn with some native plants. To get started, I mean, we could do a whole separate podcast on rewilding alone, but it really, we want to look at what is your budget? What are your priorities? Are you going to be maintaining this? Are we going to be maintaining this? And let's put together a plant palette, a native plant palette that is gonna provide tons of biodiversity benefits. It's gonna look great throughout the year. It's gonna be really easy to maintain. We're always thinking about deer browsing. So we wanna use plants that deer tend to eat less. Let's talk about if we're gonna put trees and shrubs in, we might have to temporarily fence them. We really wanna think about every angle we can so that we set you up for success. So it can just be planting a tree can be planting a native oak tree which provides so many benefits so many different species of caterpillar can use the oak tree leaves and we need caterpillars because we need songbirds songbirds eat caterpillars so we can also talk about trees we can talk about let's replace this area over here with a clover and mix in some eco grass or no mow grass so the clover is great because it's making your soil really healthy. And when you have healthy soil, there's tons of benefits there. But one of them is more carbon capture. And then the eco grass doesn't need to be mowed. So you've kind of just reduced tons of maintenance in this one area with the clover and the eco grass. You planted your tree over here, and you are off and running to rewilding.
0: <laughs> now, you brought up the relationship between plants and animals. What are the benefits of having an area that is attractive to things like caterpillars and butterflies?
1: It's really important because we're having a fallout of biodiversity. The word biodiversity is instead of just one type of bird, we have hundreds of different types of birds in New York City. And the chorus of the songbirds is just beautiful. And we want to continue to have that chorus, right? But if we have less diversity, we only have one bird, right? So when we are putting plants in the yard, that support a wide diversity of caterpillars it's a wide diversity of songbirds uh, or of butterflies Um, we hear the example a lot of the monarch butterfly depending on the milkweed is the only plant where it can lay its eggs however there's tons of other very specialist interactions between pollinators and plants because they've taken thousands of years to co-evolve together so we're thinking about how can we support the most diversity we can within a yard space so even a small area if you put the right plants in there you can support a whole ton of different hummingbirds and butterflies insects birds i think i said birds a ton but you get the (laughs) point
0: (laughs) sure sure so the beginning of our conversation you brought up the mulching of leaves Uh, as a kid who absolutely dreaded raking leaves. I always thought to myself, why don't you just let them lay there? Uh, Tell me a little bit more about that concept.
1: Sure, so what we're doing at Planet Wild is when we're rewilding, we are using nature as our precedent. Like when you go for a hike in the woods, you're gonna see leaves all over the forest floor, right? And that leaf litter, that composition of leaves is habitat for a whole tons of different species. So it's not just the plants, that provide habitat it's also even the forest floor so when we look at a yard and we're trying to apply that biomimicry or those natural makeup of what happens in the forest in your yard we're rewilding we're thinking about that we're trying to recreate that in a yard setting that is maintainable and looks great (laughs) what we do is to just the leaves that fall in the lawn grass we just mow over them because then it breaks it up into tinier tinier bits and those bits are organic matter that's kind of like compost which is really good for the soil compost adds more nutrients and it helps break up really compacted soil and again it also helps open up more carbon storage so leaves that fall in the lawn areas we actually will just take our uh, electric power mowers and mow them over a couple of times until they're nice little bits and leave them there throughout the winter. We want that to just feed the lawn, just organically feed the lawn. We never use pesticides. We don't have any fancy treatments that we use. We like to use what you have on site to you know, organically create a healthy lawn. Leaves that fall in planting beds, we leave them right where they are. And then in the spring, when it's warm enough, like next week it's gonna be in the 60s, when it's warm enough, we can take the leaves and we can shred them and reuse them as mulch inside the planting beds. Actually, we might even wait until end of April, not even next week, because we want to be sure not to disturb any overwintering habitat. A lot of butterflies and insects need to hibernate in the leaf matter before they become awake in the spring again. Also, the leaves that fall in the planting beds can get really, really dense, and we want to be sure that we take them away, shred them, and put them back. So it kind of serves two purposes which is to reuse your leaves as organic mulch in your planting beds and to help them not get too thick with leaf matter. There's a lot of trees in Westchester County and um, there's a lot of leaves that fall. And again, we're seeing them as a resource versus blowing them into bags to be carted off to a landfill.
0: So you mentioned carbon, uh, what was the
1: term? So I probably use like lots of different terms. Storage sequestration is the fancy term
0: yes carbon storage Uh, tell me a little more about that because it seems like an important topic
1: it's super important we are in a climate crisis so when we're thinking about how to draw down carbon how to take some of that carbon that's warming our climate how to take some of it out to help reduce our carbon in the air uh, we're thinking about where can it go and the soil our healthy soil is one sink another term storage sequestration sink is to have the carbon be in the soil another place is in the the woody biomass of trees trees are actually just amazing machines from nature not only do they create all this oxygen they provide all this habitat and support tons and tons of different species but they also sequester lots of carbon and then of course we provide electric powered mowing because we don't want to create more carbon. We don't want to use fossil fuels. And when we're thinking about what can we do, I, I'm just one person in the world. You can do so much with your yard to reduce your footprint. And even more so, you can plant more trees. So we'd love to work with you, not only on the electric powered mowing and, and creating healthy soil, but to plant more trees, more of nature's machines that will sequester carbon.
0: Sure. So tell me a little bit more about the services that Planet Wild provides to people who are looking to rewild their lawns and public spaces.
1: Sure thing. So we provide assessments, we provide designs, we provide plantings, and we provide maintenance. We are a one-stop shop for landscaping, and we work with residents and commercial properties. Whoever you are, we want to work with you to rewild whatever land you have in Westchester. So, for example, it... An assessment, most of our services start with learning more about your site. What are the existing conditions, the sun and the shade, the moisture? And from this assessment, we also include an eco report, which we're looking at based on our analysis of your site and the trees that you have. How much carbon capture do you have going on right now? What is the approximate biodiversity that you have going on right now at your site and we provide our findings of the broad picture of your yard and the natural context of your yard within Westchester County there's a lot of unique sub regions even in this county alone that we provide in this eco report but then we also say now let's get to work so here are some rewilding recommendations specific to your yard you can do it yourself or you can hire us to do it for you so we start with the assessment. We then, we can provide plantings, rewilding plantings. We like to work with your budget. We can do a native meadow in the front yard. We can do a pollinator pathway. We can do tree grove, a native edible garden. We'd, we love working and coming up with really uh, imaginative, fun, beautiful, functional, low-maintenance native plant gardens. And then we also provide the sustainable maintenance membership. This is a really exciting thing that we launched this year at Planet Wild. We've been providing electric powered maintenance for some time now, but we've now coupled it into a membership program because we see the value of collective yards together how valuable those yards can be as members to really help grow this rewilding movement. So the membership I mentioned a little bit earlier, but it includes that electric powered mowing. And it even includes discounts on native plantings. It includes the spring and the fall, refresh and sustainable cleanups. And it includes member only events because we really wanted to Looking at our yards collectively and seeing how a community of sustainable maintenance members can be so important to launch this rewilding movement. So we wanted to package it in a way that wasn't just mowing your yard, but was working with you over time to to plant native and rewild your yard.
0: Now, I've heard you bring up the term pollinator pathways. I've read all about the decline of bees and how that lack of pollination will affect so many things. How do pollinator pathways factor into what Planet Wild does?
1: Pollinator pathways is this very exciting, newish movement where each town in westchester county fairfield county a lot of different towns have created their own pollinator pathway and you can google pollinator pathway westchester or even better is healthy yards is a wonderful resource to point you in the right direction to find your own pollinator pathway group but how it translates to planet wild is if someone needs help you know, designing or planting their own pathway, we can provide that service. What it is, is, you know, pollinators fly. They fly, and a lot of them don't fly that far. I mean, yes, the monarchs are flying all the way from Northern Canada to to Mexico and back again, but a lot of pollinators are searching for pollen and nectar within a mile of where their home is. So if we have pockets of pollinator plants throughout our communities, we can be sure that they're gonna have a, a, a food source. You know, when a lot of the suburbs, it's lawn and uh, not necessarily native plants or not plants for pollinators, that there's not a lot of food sources out there. So even just a small pathway garden, you know, a, a, a pathway along their fly route of near where their, their hive is, is really important to feed our pollinators. You want to use plants that are, are flowering from early spring all the way through the end of the summer and even into fall because our pollinators are about to start waking up from dormancy and they're starving. So they really need that early uh, source of pollen and nectar. In fact, our, our native maples are really good at providing that. A lot of people might think a pollinator pathway is just a wildflowers and native grasses, and it, it is that. But it is also our trees and shrubs, which we really need more of in Westchester County to add that layered habitat. And then you want to just plant for pollinators, thinking you always have something going on from early spring, something's always flowering and happening, so there's a source for the bees all the way even into October with our asters and our goldenrods, for example.
0: So let me ask you a little bit about yourself. Uh, How did you get inspired to take on this kind of work? Is it something you've always been passionate about?
1: Yes, I have totally been passionate about nature from like day one. (laughs) I actually was born and raised in Westchester County. I started up in Peekskill and uh, graduated from Pleasantville High School. I think this is such a beautiful county to live in and I've always loved to just be outside. I knew my profession was going to be something to do with the outdoors. Decided to become a landscape architect, went to City College, got my license licensed in the state of connecticut as a landscape architect always doing ecology driven work ecology driven designs how can we design the space that best works with the ecosystem and the natural processes that are here so did a lot of internships after graduating from city college worked for an environmental engineering firm worked for the new york city parks department designing green infrastructure which are rain gardens and bioswells right on the, the streets of New York City, designing these amazing um, pockets of nature right in the urban streetscape, working for a nonprofit called the Natural Areas Conservancy, designing wetlands, really thinking about how to not just make this natural area look great, and but how is it going to be cared for in the long run? How will, How will people be accessing this space? So I really had my public landscape architects hat on but I was always interested in having been growing up in the suburbs in the suburbs the nature happening there so I moved out of New York City and I moved to Croton and I worked for a landscape architect and realized this is the time for me to go on my own and and start my own company because I know what I want to do and I have a really strong vision so in 2018 I met my co-founder and Planet Wild became into existence We've been growing and evolving ever since then. We have a very strong vision of more nature now. And we work every day to meet our goals of actually in 2021. Our goals are 15,000 native plants in the ground and 8,500 pounds of carbon dioxide diverted from the atmosphere. So we're very focused on what we're doing and on our mission as a sustainability company in Westchester. And I love it. And so this is exactly where I wanted to be. And I'm very thankful for that.
0: That's great. It's such a wonderful thing to be able to do something you love for a living. So finally, what is it about this area that inspires you? What are some of the things you love the most about living here?
1: Sure thing. I love the diversity of this county. I love going to Larchmont or New Rochelle, the coastal towns and having that coastal beach feeling or walking to playland along the boardwalk and then you can go to the river towns along the Hudson River and get wrapped up into that history of the Hudson River and the beauty of the Palisades and then you go north to Pound Ridge and Bedford and it's just so densely forested and I don't know if this is true but I heard there could be old growth forests in Mianus River Gorge so we have just some Actually, the the old Bedford Oak is over 500 years old, that old, beautiful, stately white oak in Bedford. It just shows that we have such beautiful, diverse environment right here in Westchester. And it's kind of interesting because it relates to how this land was formed 20,000 years ago with the retreat of the Wisconsin Glacier it caused when it retreated such a hilly unique geologic makeup that created all of these unique patches of environment and and what you know plant communities that has resulted in what we see now in westchester when we drive the bronx river parkway or the hutchinson river parkway down county you see such diversity of nature in this one county that i have fallen in love with it
0: well great well miss bailey thank you so much for sitting down and chatting with me today
1: Thank you. It was such a pleasure.
0: To find out more about Planet Wild, check out their website at plan, P-L-A-N, it, I-T, wild, dot com. River Talk is a production of River Towns Media, publisher of River Journal and River Journal North. For more information, check out riverjournalonline.com slash River Do you know someone from the area who would make a great guest on our show? Let us know at rivertalk at rivertownsmedia.com. River Talk is executive produced by Alan Begun and Bruce Apar of River Towns Media. I'm Christian Larson, and I'll see you next time.